I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to First Formation, a spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 34 I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord, and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. O fear the Lord, you his holy ones. For those who fear him have no want. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Which of you desires life, and covets many days to enjoy good? Keep your tongue from evil, and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil, and do good. Seek peace, and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against evildoers, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord rescues them from all. He keeps all their bones, not one of them will be broken. Evil brings death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Exodus chapter 19, verses 7 through 20. So Moses came, summoned the elders of the people, and set them before all all these words that the Lord had commanded them. The people all answered as one, Everything that the Lord has spoken we will do. Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud in order that the people may hear when I speak with you, and so trust you ever after. When Moses had told the words of the people to the Lord, the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and prepare for the third day, because on the third day the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. You shall set limits for the people all around, saying, Be careful not to go up the mountain or touch the edge of it, Any who touch the mountain shall be put to death. No hand shall touch them, but they shall be stoned or shot with arrows, whether animal or human being. They shall not live. When the trumpet sounds a long blast, they may go up the mountain. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people. He consecrated the people, and they washed their clothes. 
and he said to the people, Prepare for the third day. Do not go near a woman. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning, as well as a thick cloud on the mountain, and a blast of a trumpet so loud that all the people who were in the camp trembled. Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. They took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended upon it with fire. The, sm the smoke went up like the, s like the smoke of a kiln, while the whole mountain shook violently. As the blast of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses would speak and God would answer him in thunder. When the Lord descended upon Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, the Lord summoned Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Jude 17 through 25. But you, beloved, must remember the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. For they said to you, In the last time there will be scoffers, indulging their own ungodly lusts. It is these worldly people, devoid of the Spirit, who are causing divisions. But you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith, pray in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, look forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life and have mercy on some who are wavering. Save others by snatching them out of the fire, and have mercy on still others with fear, hating even the tunic defiled by their bodies. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling, and make you stand without blemish in the presence of his glory with rejoicing, to the glory of God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Good morning and welcome to the 20th Monday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 34, Exodus 19, and finally the, the letter of Jude, which is so short it doesn't have more than one chapter. Um, and this morning, it's about getting ready um, to meet God in the passages. And it's, um, it's kind of fascinating. Ultimately, we don't get to see the people meeting God, but that's, uh, it's hinted at, so maybe we'll get it tomorrow. Um, but basically, um, God tells Moses, get everybody ready, make sure they're ritually clean, they don't come near blood and you know, mind, mind the women uh, who are uh, menstruating, um, and then on uh, on the third day you'll hear this loud trumpet, and um, they're preparing to meet God face to face, which is kind of scary because the the prevailing wisdom is that anybody who looks upon God shall perish. Um, and so people are probably a little nervous, uh, but they're excited. Um, it's this opportunity to, you know, in the midst of the wilderness, see this God that's been um, leading them and feeding them and um, protecting them. And um, in, the, in the end of the reading, we don't get to see the people meet God other than the smoke and fire. Um, but uh, Moses will go up and uh, speak with God first. And like I said, hopefully we'll get to see that tomorrow. 
Um, and in the, the passage from Jude, um, we're reminded, um, you know, what it's going to be like on the last days um, and encouraged to build ourselves up and pray, uh, keep ourselves in the love of God. Um, and then finally, to look forward to the mercy of Lord Jesus Christ, of our Lord Jesus Christ, um, and the eternal life to come. Um, and I know I spoke about this last week, but you know, in, in combat, especially like conventional warfare, um, where these you know these battle plans are drawn up, everybody kind of knows what they need to know, and then they get ready, you know, like D-Day or you know, um, there's this there's this excitement, for lack of a better word. It's this kind of fear and trembling excitement. Um, you know, especially with something like Didi, I imagine like the anticipation of, you know, taking the fight to Hitler's door and crossing the channel and hopefully putting an end to all this. You know, they didn't know how it would turn out, um, but they had high hopes um, and they were preparing for, um, you know, the 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 good news that Hitler would be defeated. Um, but there's fear involved. You don't know if you're going to make it. You don't know if your buddy's going to make it. Uh, you don't know if you're going to get injured. Um, but all of that is is outweighed by the anticipation of the end. Um, this this resolution uh, of of this war. Um, and metaphorically, uh, Paul reminds us that you know we. We, as Christians, are engaged in warfare daily, not against flesh and blood, um, but against uh, these powers that are in control of the world. And we, too, anticipate the end of that war, um, of it coming to a conclusion, uh, a resolution where evil is defeated. Um, and we don't know, in the meantime, who might be hurt, who might suffer. Um, and yet there's this you know, excitement. It was much more pronounced in the early church where they really thought, like, Jesus is coming back very soon. Um, and here we are 2,000 years later, and we are um, called to um, keep that hope alive, um, to keep that anticipation, that trembling anticipation alive, where we're, we still wait for evil to be conquered, and we still fight, not with uh, not against flesh and bone, um, but against these powers that remain in control of the world. Um, and we fight those powers and we maintain that um, trembling anticipation by keeping ourselves in the love of God, by building ourselves up in faith, by praying. Um, and uh, there will be people who waver. There will be people who, um, in the heat of spiritual battle, um, you know, don't remain strong, and we're called to have mercy on them. Um, those that we can save by snatching them out of the fire, we do that. Um, and uh, it's this reminder of the the stakes of the world in which we live. And it's too easy to kind of fall into the trap of of thinking that we know and we can identify precisely whose tunics are defiled and who this enemy is. And I think that, um, I think that underestimates our enemy, uh, the fluidity of our enemy, uh, the tact of our enemy, um, 
you know, the, it, 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 it's to the enemy's benefit to believe that, oh, well, if we conquer Hitler, then everything will be okay. Even as the anticipation of that, um, that trembling anticipation is right and good. Uh, at the same time, we must guard against the idea that that by defeating Hitler, that you know, Hitler is the evil. No, our enemy is not that, you know, easy. It's not that simple. Um, the, the contest, the, the, the battle will rage on um, because evil is, uh, you know, shifts. Um, it resides within us or its capacity resides within us. Um, so it isn't always the evil outside that we are called to conquer. It's also the evil inside ourselves um, by prayer, um, by, um, by building ourselves up in faith, um, and sometimes even having mercy on ourselves when we waver. Um, and that's what spiritual combat is about. Uh, it's not about thinking we have the right answers and that we know the people have the wrong answers. Uh, but rather, it's always being on guard against any of the powers and principalities that that um, uh, reinforce or promote wrongdoing and evil in our world and in our lives. Um, and so we are called to uh, trembling anticipation of, of the end of this long war we've been fighting as a church, um, but to never uh, lose faith or patience, but to continue to be vigilant in fighting against the evil of this world in, in excited um, hope that we are just on the precipice of finally meeting God face to face and seeing this long dark battle uh, come to a close and usher in the new kingdom uh, where um, God will reign rather than our own desires and and um, and expectations. A prayer for the mission of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. Ever living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son Jesus Christ. Inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.